Hola, es el sábado 13 de julio de 2019, son las 9 y 1 de la mañana, gracias a todos los que nos están escuchando a través de castbox.fm, estamos en la antepenúltima clase de Club de Toffel, más bien la antepenúltima sesión, sería nuestra última clase de trabajo, pues la siguiente clase, día 20 de julio, es el examen final del TOEFL y el 27, nuestra última sesión, vamos a resolver dicho examen. Eh, gracias siempre por haber hecho el esfuerzo de estar acá. Vamos a trabajar con una lección bastante personalizada que solicitaron sus compañeros del club presencial, que es una mezcla de áreas de listening y reading. Vamos a ver longer listening exercises, patterns of organization and reading and foreign skills. Esto porque mm, me pedían que traigamos más ejercicios de listening para practicar. Eh, listen un poco más difíciles Patterns of Organizations les va a ayudar para identificar las estructuras de los textos y eh, Inferring Skills que es como lo más complicado entonces vamos a apoyarnos mucho en el texto de Hyman este día para ir eh, tomando en cuenta como las Building Up Strategies o Building Up uh, Details que le van a ayudar ahí para eh, desarrollar sus eh, técnicas bien Hoy tenemos bastante trabajo, así que la primera parte es listening. We're going to work with TOEFL IBT listening, guys. So, what's going to happen? We are going to work only with one conversation and one lecture, because the time is uh, our enemy. But you're going to notice that the audios are really long, whereas Longman's audios are between two up to three minutes, Baron's uh, uh, audios are up to six minutes because they are IBT related. So the idea is to push you uh, to your limits so you can listen to the audio and uh, although you're not going to take notes, you will be able to answer the questions just by applying the techniques we have learned for the ITP test. So that's going to help you a lot to develop uh, stamina and uh, your concentration. Gabby, will you please move to the front, please, because the audio although it's really good uh, has good pronunciation, it's, uh, it's quite low, I'm not sure why. But if we are closer, you're going to listen very well. So, uh, keep on reading that, that stuff while you're working the listening, like you have been doing with ITP tests, and uh, uh, do not take notes, so you can uh, feel the experience. So we're going to work first with the conversation, and then we work with the lecture. So it's an average of 12 minutes we're going to work uh, with this. So, with that being said, hope you are ready now. So we're going to start at a count of one, two, and three. Exercise 15, conversation one. Listen to part of a conversation between a student and a clerk at the campus bookstore. Excuse me, do you work here? Yes, I do. How can I help you? Oh, well, um, I'm looking for a book for English one. Okay. The textbooks are in the back of the store. Did you want a new book or a used book? I, um, I don't know. Is there much difference in the pricing? Well, that depends. We price the used books based on the, uh, depending on their condition. But in general, you could probably save, I'd say, at least 40%. See, 
Every instructor selects a book, so there are several different textbooks for each course. And English 100 is a core course, so there are uh, a lot of sections. I don't remember the number, but it means at 8 o'clock. In the morning? That sounds awful. Oh, really? I registered right. Do you know the instructor's name? Yes, it's Henry. Henry?
Pay attention now to this exercise, uh, a lot of attention because it's going to be like seven minutes long. So it's even longer than this conversation. And it's going to give you a certain information about chemistry class, biochemistry class. So it's quite challenging. So don't worry if you cannot get the correct answers in the first attempt because we're going to discuss that later on. So try your best, concentrate, apply techniques for the skills, and there we go. It's uh, Talk one, two, three. Exercise twenty six. Talk one. Listen to part of the lecture in the biology class. The concept of a half life is mentioned in your textbook, but I'm going to take a few minutes to discuss it with you. The method is called radiometric dating. Okay. Physicists use the term half life to describe the average time it takes for half of the group of Thank you. 
Listen again to further the talk. Then answer the question. So, what about rocks? Millions or billions of years old. Well, the same process can be applied, but we have to use isotopes that have longer half-lives. Why does the professor ask this question? So, what about rocks? Millions or billions of years old. Exercise 15, we had the following answers. I hope you can check in here. 3, 4, 5, and 6. And then we have exercise 26. Let's see, you can check it here quickly. My iPad 26, 26, where are you now? Aha, uh -huh. got it. Okay, good. So we have number one is this. Two, three, four, five, and six. That's DS and Delta. Like DS and Disney. So you can check them now. And let's see how well did it perform now I'm gonna turn on the fans because it was too too hot I know but I wanted to prevent interferences besides the ones from outside so we are not gonna work with this any longer so I'm gonna turn up the computer hi welcome so let's turn this off Turn this, turn this off as well, and put it aside. Okay, good. So, how many of you got the full answers correctly? How many answers? Four answers? For the, in the first one, how many answers correct? One, two, yours? Four. Four. Good. What about talk one? Exercise 26. Six answers? Five? Four? Just four. Good. Three? Three. Two? Or three as well? Three answers. Okay. I remember that you had requested me to bring you uh, longer TAFL listening exercises, and that's what I did. But I would like to know also about your experience. How did you feel with this kind of exercises? Was acceptable? Was too much? 
or what's your opinion about this experience? Yes? The conversation is understandable, but it's so long. It is a uh, we we need more concentration to to find the, the answer. Okay, good. What else? Uh, I think that this format is more difficult. And as Gabriela said, we need more concentration because the conversation is uh, contained like six, seven minutes. Minutes. So it's very challenging. Thank you, Javi. Well, actually, that why, that's why I was doubtful about bringing you this stuff, because I knew that you will feel that it will be really, really long. But I wanted to give you a taste of what is a real long listening exercise, because that's going to happen in the IBT in case eventually you take the IBT. Because definitely IBT is harder because it's, it's competence-based test. But the thing is, you have the resources, they are embarrassed materials, and if you want to keep on practicing, you can challenge yourself and try to practice your conversation. So if you develop enough stamina to endure listening to these exercises, when you go back to the ITP listenings, it will be really easy for you to uh, withstand the pressure and uh, to keep their concentration or to be focused on what you're listening because I know those audios are really long and besides that they give you a lot of unnecessary details to answer the questions so you have to be really careful to keep an active listening and when you listen the correct answer you have to mark it on your answer sheet so that's uh, really important stuff to do to develop your competences in listening but if you don't challenge yourself, believe me, that real TOEFL is going to beat you. And that's what we want to prevent by giving you these exercises. So I'm glad that you noticed that you need to keep on exercising because the first conversation was understandable because it was in a campus environment. It was in a, in a bookstore, and you're familiar with that. But the second one was really hard because it was an unexpected topic, and on top of that, it was dealing with the biochemistry stuff related to uh, radio dating procedures and uh, uh, let's see radio dating was the stuff radiometric dating and they were mentioning a lot of uh, technical terms rel related to chem chemistry to atoms and isotopes and I'm not sure if you were familiar with those so probably you're gonna find that in the real TOEFL you're gonna be assigned uh, listening exercise about a lecture that you don't know anything about it, you don't have a clue. So you have to be prepared to deal with any kind of academic topic in the listening part. So that's why I brought you this, because I know it's really difficult. Now, let's continue working with the reading section, and we are going to clarify something. We're going to start working on page 269, Reading four, check purpose and organizational patterns. The first page is going to help us later. So it's a tool that's going to help us later on, right? So I would like to have a volunteer to start reading the paragraph below the topic.
We are page 269. Check purpose and organizational patterns. Page 269. This one. Check purpose and organizational patterns. For the ones listening um, in the cast box, you can go to the copy center in front of uh, Giuseppe Garibaldi building and you can ask for the TOEFL Club's uh, material. You can ask as uh, Club de TOEFL UTEC and uh, they will give you a material that is including the listening exercise and uh, some pages taken from the Hyman Staffel preparation card so you can follow the uh, audio with us. So, we're going to work on this and I would like to have a volunteer who wants to help me reading. Okay, let's better review something. How many patterns of organization in reading do you remember? Which are the patterns of organization that do you remember? Or better to rephrase my question. What is a pattern of organization? Reading one and reading two, people. What is a parent of organization? You see here what I told you? This is the part in which you have to start connecting what you learned in the syllabus, the curriculum. Because to solve thoughtful exercises in reading section, you must be aware of patterns of organization. Let's start with one. What is listening? What is listening? sure you don't remember any one of those? What is cause and effect? For real, that was written one and written two. By the time you are and finishing the major, you are supposed to know all of this because you are supposed to be competent to write essays in English. So you are supposed to know how to write following those patterns. Mm -hmm. I think that is is the organization of your ideas. No. Mm. Or not exactly, but yeah, you organize your ideas with patterns of organization, but it's not exactly that is part. We mentioned last class that there was a pattern of organization in the reading uh, activity we had in the TOEFL. Do you remember that one? We were working with the uh, readings part of the TOEFL we, we uh, took, and there was a pattern of organization that was mentioned in a keyword, and that was related to the uh, stages that uh, a children learns language. Do you remember that? We were mentioning about the part of organization, don't you remember? 
Now you remember, right? So, I'm not going to stop in which are the patterns of organization because this exercise is focused exactly on applying those. So, I need a volunteer to read this part. Who wants to help me to read it? There are more, of course. Not only three. Can you help me read him, sir, please? This, this pattern. <coughs> Check purpose and organization pattern. Some thoughtful reading comprehension question asks about the outer purpose for the passage or the about the organization of the passage. The purpose of a passage is the reason the author wrote the passage or, or the intent the author in writing the passage. Organizational father of a reading passage is the way that the author arranged the information to carry, to carry out his or her purpose or intent in writing passage. Thoughtful question about the general organization pattern of a, of a passage as asked you about the style the author used in his order, in his or her writing, rather than the purpose of the whole passage. Think about the follow passage and question. Answer the question before reading the explanation. Very good. So let's turn the page to continue with page 270. And you have here a model. It's a really short paragraph, so I would like you to work in that and then we discuss the answers. I'm going to write those answers there on the whiteboard so we can check if those are right or wrong. So let's give you like two minutes to work in that. Because now we're going to follow the order of the instructions in the book. So you can see that Hyman is giving you like uh, building blocks to develop your skills. So you work in that minutes. Remember, you can apply reading skills even in that short paragraph.
Okay, time's up. Let's check the answers. According to the book, number one is letter A. Did you got A? Did you get A? Good. This A, because the uses of examples to support this is represented by to show that. Answers B and C are not true, and answer D is not specific enough for this passage. So you see that the uh, signal word to show that is giving you the idea of, uh, of an example. So it's interesting to notice that if you see that a signal word is in the text and it appears in the answer option, most likely that's going to be the correct answer. Then we have question number two is, you marked? C, right? It's C, a statement supported by examples. Cut says, the first sentence of the passage says that systems of writing have evolved in isolation at different times in different parts of the world. From this, we understand the topic and the main idea. The second sentence begins with, for example, one systems in lines 3-4, which repeats the topic. In line 7, an entirely independent system Ross introduces the second example. Again, repeating the topic and the main idea. So you can see is that answer C ex exactly describes how the passage is organized. It starts with idea and then two examples. So if you can identify the kind of a skeleton that the passage has, it will be easier for you to identify the correct uh, answer option. And then we finally have, what in the passage does the author describe the early writing system of Mr. America? If I'm not wrong, that is D. Let's check here the next page. Yeah, it is D. In line 8, we find the word Miss America. So, when you start reading those uh, lines, then you get, that is the correct answer. So, it says here, Answer choices for questions about purpose and organization and patterns often require students to... Javier, what's the number one? Uh, sorry, I... I 271. Here. Uh -huh. ah. this, this number one distinguish between the overall purpose of a passage and the purpose of a specific parts of a passage. Thank you. Gabby, number two. Identify statements that are not true about the passage or are too general for the purpose of, the, of a passage. Very good. Order number three. Identify category words that restate the purpose of a passage. Number four. Identify the organization power of the passage by reco recognizing relationship between points made in the passage. Recognize signal words in passage and identify the organizational patterns they represent. So those are the uh, things you have to keep in mind when answering about the purpose and organizational patterns questions. So, you're going to find that those questions are asked like, what is the purpose of this passage? The main purpose of this passage is to, what is the author's main purpose in the passage? So, that's giving you the idea that the reason why I write this uh, text is going to inspire me to decide which is the pattern of organization I need to use. For example, if I want to describe how to prepare uh, recipe in my kitchen, am I going to use cause and effect or process pattern of organization? Process. Very good. And if I want 
to describe the Giuseppe Garibaldi building, which panels of organization I'm going to use. Lifting. Mm-hmm. No. You're going to use the description pattern of organization. So you're going to describe the elements. But what if I want to compare Utexa School of Languages with UCAS School of Languages? Which pattern I'm going to use? Use compare and contrast. Because you're going to highlight similarities and differences. Remember now? So you're going to see that there are some common verbs used in answer choices for TOEFL questions about purpose. And those are related to the verbs that uh, an author can uh, use in the passage. For example, to discuss, to tell about, to summarize, to tell how, to explain, to present, to show, to illustrate, to classify. Then we have even more in the sense, words often used in the answer choices that describe these specific purposes are to prove, to verify, to support, to underscore, to point out. So your task at home will be to check the meaning of those verbs in the dictionary so you can be even more familiar with those. Now, let's do another uh, building up strategy so we can understand much better about these verbs. It says, match each verb on the left with the correct definition on the right. So, I'm going to give you for that five minutes exactly so you can start guessing and um, then we can put answers. That's going to help you with the next exercises that are coming.
two minutes. Okay, time's up. I remember I told you this morning will be a really tough and boring stuff. So keep on working and playing the answers for you guys to check. That's going to give you a fair insight of how many words you know at the moment and if you need to build up your vocabulary because that's really part, uh, essential part on the TOEFL reading section because as we were discussing with Miguel before the class started, one of the problems we have in uh, the TOEFL reading part is that you don't know a lot of words and because of a uh, lack of vocabulary, you are not sure how to answer and then you don't understand the reading. So, this is going to help you to start building up your vocabulary and see uh, how much you still have to learn. The idea is that if you can grasp the meaning of these verbs, you will be able to identify in an easiest way the, how to say, the, the pattern of organization. So, it's an easiest way to identify the pattern of organization is to read the signal words. So, we have here another question. It says, thoughtful questions about the organizational pattern of a reading are often worded as follows. Which of the following best describes the organization of the passage? Which of the following best describes the format of the passage? Or where in the passage does the author compare by describe X? So words in the answer choices to describe these organizational patterns are a description, an illustration, an introduction, uh, classification, a comparison, a summary. We even have a criticism on the next column and a contrast on the next column and even more. Even we have here cause and effect and chronological order. That's going to help you a lot. And then uh, we have some words that signal organizational patterns are, for example, on the other hand, in contrast, similarly, likewise, therefore, thus, as a result, dates by the time and later. You have the instruction that you can check the writing appendix on the book. 
Remember, those books are also available in your digital materials, specifically on Hyman's Tuffle Materials uh, folder. So you can uh, download that to your computer or check that on, uh, at home or even in the library. They have the book, so you can check that uh, on your own. Now, let's continue with exercise 4B, Practice Identifying Organizational Patterns in page 273, this, this page, right? So, now it's giving you an excerpt, uh, like a passage, a really short passage, like a sentence, and you have to choose the appropriate organizational pattern from the list below and write it in the space provided. You have seven uh, passages there, so we are, we are going to work in that in another five minutes. going to tell you once we are finished, now you can start working on that, and then we are going to compare our answers with the answers provided by the book. So you start now and try to identify those patterns of organization.
1-800-585-4321. Time's up. Let's check the answers. Number one, obviously, is now done for us, but let's see. Number two, later, subsequently, during that time, afterwards, as an adult, which is the answer for that option, Jamilet? Very good. Chronological order. Number three, likewise, in the same way, correspondingly, another resemblance. It is, Javier? I'm sorry, that's a comparison, because we have likewise, in the same way, correspondingly, or another resemblance. It's like comparing two elements. Nice try. Let's see number four. On the other hand, unlike, even so, however, differ from. Gabi? Not exactly. That will be a contrast, because it's saying on the other hand, unlike, even so, differ from, because it's like you have something first that is described, or proposed, and then you have on the other hand, and then there is another thing coming, like A first, then B comes next, so you have like a uh, contrast, very good. Number five, consequently, thus, due to, owing to, it follows that, Carla. Very good, cause and effect. How can we be sure that it's a cause and effect? Because when it says consequently, that implies that there was something before, and that is followed by a consequence. That's why consequently, if you analyze the roots of that word, consequently starts the same word like consequence. So consequently is the adverb generated from the noun consequence. So you are in front of a, a cause and effect pattern. As well as due to or owing to, it's because you are trying to explain that something happened because of a source or a first Sirs, right? And it follows that, it means there's an effect following the cause. Very good. Number six, initially we will, the next step, the projected results, a foreseeable outcome. Miguel, it's a process. Very good. It's like following the order of an instructions manual or when you are trying to cook a recipe in your kitchen. Yeah. Poliscar Sorians are really horrible. Okay. In number seven, we have to clarify. In other words, by is meant to restate. What's the answer? Further definition. Very good. What is further definition? You start with a definition in the beginning, and then the text is giving you more information to expand the definition. That's why it's called further definition. So if you are aware of that, it will be easier for you to read it. But we have here a reminder. Very often the organization and pattern of a passage is not signaled by the use of specific words or phrases. In these cases, you must reason logically to understand the organization and pattern used. So these are building blocks. But based on the, those building blocks, you have now more competences to analyze and reason logically about the patterns of organization. Now, do you remember I mentioned you the first pages of our material will be a tool that will be used later on? So this is the moment. We are now on page 274, exercise 4C, but this exercise is giving us this instruction. Look again at the reading passage in exercise 3D, page 267. So now you have to go back to page 267, which is the first one after the listening exercises, this one here and it says read the passage 
and circle the letter of the best answer to each question. So let's see. So it's the first passage about the the Kogar or Puma, right? So it's uh, an exercise 3D. And then you go back to page 174 to answer questions 1 and 2. Okay? So because of the format of the paper, I'm going to give you like 3 minutes. So you can finish that, right? So you read the passage here, and then you go back to answer these two questions, okay? Good. Hi, welcome sir. We are working on page 264, exercise 4C, so you can join your classmates.
Yeah, only those two questions. You're done now? Good. So, let's see. Question number one. What was the answer? What is the purpose of the passage? We are, remember, on page 274. Diaz in Delta? See? Diaz in Delta? Delta, Bravo, Alpha, or Charlie? Alpha? Alpha? You don't know? No. A for Alpha, B for Bravo, A. No. The correct question, the correct answer to the question is C, to inform readers about the continued endangerment of the cougar. Why? The correct answer is C, because answer choices A and B are incorrect because they relate to supporting information the author uses to lead up to the main point. Answer choice D is too general. Answer choice C is correct because it restates the main point of the passage and contains the keywords continued endangerment. So that's the correct answer. Number two. Letter C. A. What else? A. C. What else? A. For the ones that say A, that's correct. To emphasize that the cougar is an endangered animal. The correct answer to the question is A. The answer choices for this question require you to understand the main purpose of the passage. The cougar is an endangered animal. And to see the relation between the fact that the cougar was almost extinct by the early 20th century and the additional facts supporting the cougar's endangerment. Remember, I mentioned you that when we are reading a passage, there are some keywords that are repeated throughout the whole passage. So, based on those keywords, you can trace what is the main purpose of the passage or uh, the author's uh, purpose in a specific part, like in this one. Why does the author mention in the passage that the cougar was almost extinct by the early 20th century? To emphasize that the cougar is an endangered animal. That's very good. Now, let's continue working. Exercise 4D. You have to go back to exercise 3E, page 267. So below the Cougar's passage, you have another one that is talking about, uh, let's see, the marine habitats, the number of small creatures are involved in aquinas symbiosis. So you have to resolve that passage now. going to give you another three minutes, okay? Good. Exercise 3E, reading, so you can solve exercise 4D on page 274. Mm -hmm.
You don't? Good. Just because of time, because we still have to work more on reading on, on another scale. Question one. Answer is A. The main purpose of the passage is to describe a biological process of association in a marine habitat. Actually, that is stated in the first line that is giving you the process. And number two, which of the following best describes the format of this passage is B. A statement followed by a description. So it starts with the main idea and then the passage describes the habitat. So that's why it's uh, B, the correct answer. Now, before we go to the main exercise, we do this one. Look again at the reading passage for exercise 3F, page 268. And you do again the same, page 268. And then you answer the two questions we have here. So this is a, a longer passage, so I'm going to give you like five minutes. So it's exercise 3F, page 268. So I'm going to give you five minutes for that one.
You're done? Okay, good. So let's see. Exercise 4E, question number one. Answer is B, to discuss the general characteristics of the northern lights. Number two is B as well, to compare the movement of the lights to movements of dancers. Actually, that is a, it's a comparison. It's like making an illusion or trying to give you like a resemblance between the northern lights and what dancers do on the stage. So that's why letter B is the answer. So let's go to the final exercise. It's exercise for F. You don't have to turn the pages now. That is like the main part of the panels of organization activity. So you read the passage and answer the questions to the best of your abilities. Remember, try to apply what you have learned so far. If you have noticed, Hyman's textbook is giving you building blocks. And then based on those building blocks, it's leading you to the most complex exercises, which is really good. So let's work on exercise uh, for F. You have five minutes from now.
one minute left. Five, four, three, two, one. Time is up. So let's check now the answers for those questions. Exercise for F, page 275. Number one is letter. Very good. C, to inform us about the history of the potato. How did you know that? Because you read a chronological order, right? You started with dates, with uh, centuries, and years of time and then there was there was an evolution through time so that's good number two which of the following best describes the organization of the passage is letter see very good a discussion of chronological events concerning the potato excellent number three why does the author mention the Irish famine in the passage letter you say B you say C who else D it's A, unfortunately, to illustrate the importance of the potato as a source of food. Yeah, that was a tricky one. It was real difficult. But explanation is that by mentioning the Irish famine, the author gives an example. The Irish depended on the potato as a major source of food. And when the cup failed, many people had no food and died. Answer choice B is... Uh, let me check. No. Check here. Uh -huh. Answer choice B is incorrect because not all vegetable diseases lead to famine. The disease will not have had such a terrible effect as a famine if Ireland had not depended entirely on the potato as its source of food. Answer choice C is not correct because there is no cause and effect in the famine in Ireland and the potato arriving in the, in the United States. Answer choice D is incorrect because it is too broad to be the reason for the Irish. To be the reason the Irish famine was mentioned in the passage. So definitely there was letter A. And finally, number four, the word curiosity in line eight is close to the meaning two. Letter C. Who else? D. A. Who else? A. The answer is Javier. Answer is D. Novelty. How do you know that? Okay. Curiosity in the context says that the sentence contrasts the recognition of the great food value of the potato with its recognition as a curiosity. We infer that a curiosity is not a functional feature of the potato. Answer choice C is correct in the context of the sentence. On top of that, if something is a novelty, you're going to feel curious to see that stuff that is coming to you because the word novelty has the Latin origin root, Latin root novel, 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 which is new. So when you read that is a novelty, it's because it's a novedad, como novedad, nuevo, novedoso, novelty. 
So if something is novedoso, the novelty, it's something that attracts your attention, so it's curiosity. Good. So, did you notice how it evolved from the simple to the complex? It was really nice, right? You uh, got actually 75% of the exercise correct, which is excellent. My recommendation combines both textbooks, even the three textbooks. So you can build up your strategies in here and practice with the other textbooks. Because as you see, this is really nice. And, and the program is even better because it's more interactive and it's in computers if you love technology. Okay, let's go to page 289, reading 7, check to make inferences. Who helps me to read that first paragraph? Yes, check to make inferences. Who helps me to read? You. Okay, good. Let me get closer to you with the microphone. The whole paragraph till this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Questions on the reading comprehension sections of the TOEFL often ask you to use your understanding of the facts or details which are directly stated in a reading passage to make an inference, a prediction or conclusion about the passage, information that is not directly stated in the passage is said to be implied by the author. Questions about implied information may be about a part of the passage or about what came before or will come after the passage. You will be asked to draw conclusions about the passage it itself or to make predictions about another related situation. Think about the following sentence and questions. In the last year's competition of the five con con contentants chosen, one was from White Springs, two from other towns in Idaho. 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 And the rest from neighboring areas of the Pacific Northwest. Thank you, Yami. So, based on that short paragraph and using the facts of the text itself we can make several inferences, conclusions based on facts about the sentence. So we can see what or where is White Springs. We can infer that White Springs is a town in Idaho based on the phrase other towns in Idaho. Number two, where is Idaho? We can infer that both White Springs in, and Idaho are in the Pacific Northwest based on from neighboring areas of the Pacific Northwest. Number three, how many contestants are from the rest of the Pacific Northwest? We can infer that there were two contestants from the neighboring areas of the Pacific Northwest by using simple arithmetic. How come? We have five contestants chosen. One was from White Springs, two from the other towns of Idaho. So we have three contestants and the rest from the neighboring areas. If we had mentioned first that there were five contestants and we have counted three, the rest will be two, so we can have five. Number four, what type of competition might this be? We can infer something about a competition or contest. We can guess that it was a regional competition rather than national, since all the contestants came from the same geographic, geographic area. What probably preceded this sentence? We can infer that the information given before this sentence was probably about the contestants in this year's competition based on the phrase in last year's competition. 
So see, you can notice it's a single sentence, like three lines, but you can get a lot of information just from inferring. So uh, based on that example, you have to uh, complete the exercise we're going to continue working with. It says, answer choices to simple questions about implied information and prediction require students to understand what the question is asking and know where to find the answer in the passage. Two, relate the information in the answer choice to a synonym or paraphrase of information in the passage and determine what is true and not true in the answer choices. Questions that ask you to make an inference or to predict are often worded in the following ways. It can be inferred from the passage that, which of the following can be inferred from the passage, the author implies in the passage, just to name a few, or occasionally, which of the following cannot be inferred from the passage. Remember, in this type of question, two answers are not correct. So questions that ask you to make inferences are usually in order according to the information in the passage. Use the skills of skimming and scanning to locate the information in the passage that you are asked to understand. Then look for the relationships in the stated information. Also, use your understanding of the author's purpose and organization of the passage. Use logical reasoning to draw conclusions and make predictions about the passage from information which is not specifically stated. So as you see, the previous stage and writing section of this class is connected with this one. So you can put in practice what you previously learned to connect it with inferences. Because I know it's quite difficult. So, now we have the rest of the class. We're going to give you 15 minutes to work on all these exercises till exercise 10. You're going to notice that the difficulty or the length of the passages is increasing. So you start with a really short passage on question 1, then you continue with that in the next question, still question 10, which is the longest passage of all. So you have now 15 minutes to work exercise 7a, read the passages, circle all of the answers that can be inferred from a passage. Keep in mind that there are some questions that can have more than one answer. So it is valid to mark two, one, uh, two or more answers for uh, providing the solution to the questions, okay? So you have now 15 minutes to work on this 10 exercises from page 290, exercise 7A, till page 292. That's going to be the final section of our class, and then we provide you the answers. Remember, for the ones that are listening to me in castbox.fm, you can uh, go to the com copy center in front of uh, uh, GG Building and get your material. You can ask uh, for it as a uh, material de Club de Tofelutec, or if you prefer, you can open up the folder uh, Hyman Stuffle Materials, so you can get access to the Hyman Stuffle Preparation Course in PDF format, and look for the pages 267 till 293 uh, for the blocks that we have been working today. Uh, to be more accurate, pages 267 to 275 for Panos of Organization and 289 to 292 for inferring exercises. I'm using the 
numbers that you find on the corners of the book pages, not the PDF uh, uh, numbers. I hope that this is helping you a lot. Remember that these exercises are also available in the computer program for the Hyman Staffel Preparation Course, so you can have a more interactive experience and build up your skills from uh, the simplest elements to the complex, more complex elements that you need to understand and put in practice your reading skills.
10 minutes left.
five minutes. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Time's up. Let's check the answers now so you can actually compare the answers with what you have on your
paper and what I'm going to write here in the whiteboard. Number eight is really funny, and nine as well. So based on the answers, you can check how well what the reasoning process is getting all the difficult to manage that skill. It is a matter of practice, a lot of practice, but there is initially moment which you develop the ability to recognize good patterns without making a lot and uh, by connecting what is in the text and in the answer choices, and uh, you actually hit the nail. So, 10 good answer. Well, I'm going to wait for you so, so you can check, so we can see. Because, remember, I told in the beginning of the class that we will be working a lot, so it's now 10.45 a.m., so we are actually done with the class. So we're going to give just a couple of reminders. And I'm happy to see that we have taken advantage a lot of the morning today because working TOEFL is hard. And, and I understand it could be quite frustrating in the beginning and even more frustrating when you're not getting the scores you wish. But if you have certain guidance or a certain support, it's going to be quite easier than if you're doing it alone, especially because most of the students of our university have not developed yet the autonomy they need to study on their own, especially for this stuff, which is really hard, and bring their questions to the classes, discuss with their teachers, and put in practice what they are taught, because this is not for approving a curse, but for your life, for your professional life. Based on the answers, you can read again the passage and read the answers, and you will see how those are connected, so you can understand how uh, your mind worked, or what is the correct reasoning process you must follow the next time you try that exercise again, if you wish. Ten correct answers, eight, nine, eight, Seven, six correct answers, five correct answers. You raise up your hand. I'm asking you, how many of you got ten correct answers? Nine, eight, seven, six, five answers, four answers, four, three answers, two answers, one. Oh, you got your support, but at least if you hit some some of those, because it's quite correct, right? Most of them like eight of them.
Yeah. I'm not super hard, but the idea is to give you the insight of how have you have to work. And eight answers, good. So I wanted to give you this experience because this is taken from Hyman's book. I know we have, we have been working with longmans, but because the idea as I told is that just to clarify what you had as the outside home based on the process you will follow with Hyman's. This is taken from Hyman's textbook. And as you can see, when you work with Hyman's, you start building blocks and you set the foundations to start building your uh, uh, house, to make a metaphor, to use the metaphor, and then you understand much better how the techniques work. So, my suggestion for you is for the rest of the week, you can keep on working with Hyman's, either the book or the program, and uh, learn even more. Pero ahora vamos a cambiar español porque si quiero conocer más de su experiencia, ¿qué les pareció la clase? ¿Qué es lo que habían pedido? ¿Lo que deseaban? Excelente servicio, pésimo servicio, dos estrellas, una estrella, cinco estrellas. ¿Qué me comenta? ¿Cómo estuvo la clase? Bueno, yo vine tarde, pero, pero me pareció porque él puede practicar mucho y le entendí un poquito más ahora. ¿eh? Ya con la práctica siento que voy a mejorar un poco más. Muchas gracias, Yami. ¿Qué más? Yo igual vine tarde, pero también vine exacto a lo que más me cuesta, que es lo de reading, y me, me gustó bastante porque... Es como que empezamos de lo, lo que un poco más fácil y de íbamos escalando a lo más difícil. Y me, me parece bien esa, ese método, por decirlo así. Excelente, Luisando. Gracias. ¿Alguien más para finalizar? ¿Una niña otro niño? ¿De este lado? Pues, a mí me pareció bien también porque así como dijo el compañero, es, empezamos de lo más fácil a lo más difícil y pues esa clase sí practicamos bastante. Ok, excelente, les agradezco. La idea es que encuentren una clase que responda a sus intereses, que los motiva y que les ayude a aprender para las skills. Eh, bueno, créanme que me tomó casi toda una tarde para seleccionar el material, pero iba ya todo bien pensado para que puedan disfrutar la clase, que le saquen el jugo. Sí siento que hoy trabajamos bastante, un montón, una cosa tras otra contrarreloj, pero hemos salido a tiempo nada más recordarles esperaría yo que para el próximo jueves les esté avisando por el grupo de Whatsapp que el último TOEFL ya va a estar disponible para sacarle copia a la copiadora de los gatos aquí enfrente ese es el más difícil, si sí les recomendaría que practiquen los dos test de prueba del programa de TOEFL de Hyman en la computadora los tres TOEFL de Bruce Rogers y los dos TOEFL de Longman porque hay uno de Bruce Rogers que no lo hicimos acá para que tenga ahí la expectativa, pero igual pueden practicar los tres, y los de Lowman porque ahí están los audios, los post-tests, para que vean cómo han evolucionado y cómo van preparados para este último TOEFL. Este es el más difícil, como me lo habían pedido, que fuera incrementando de nivel, así se ha diseñado eh, la evolución de los TOEFL, Achievement Test, así que sí, este es bastante complicado, pueda que sientan mucha presión, especialmente en la parte del reading. Así que eh, sí les pido que hagan el tiempo para estudiar, realmente no sé cómo le van a hacer porque sé que están bien ocupados todos, pero métanle porque después de esto, que es la clase del, la sesión del 20 de julio, porque esta es nuestra última clase de trabajo, la próxima que es el 20 de julio es el último examen TOEFL, vamos a hacer el mismo proceso, tratemos de venir a tiempo, eh, voy a procurar dejar la hoja de respuestas con las preguntas de la parte... 10 creo el punto 10 donde te preguntan cuántas veces has tomado el examen eh, fotocopias en la parte de atrás 
para hacer bien ese proceso y el 27 de julio, tal como lo habíamos programado en nuestro currículo, es en la última reunión, ahí vamos a resolver el último examen TOEFL, eso sí les voy a decir. Después de ese día no voy a devolver exámenes TOEFL, no voy a devolver papeles de calificación, eso sí, lo, lo agarraron, lograron venir, bueno, si no, ni modo, porque ya no nos volvemos a ver, ahí, ahí murió el club de TOEFL y solo nos vamos a quedar coordinándonos para la cuestión de... Eh, quienes se van a inscribir para el examen que va a ir de parte de la tecnológica y colectar el dinero ahí pondríamos un día, un día idealmente sábado si no entre semana vamos a ver cómo nos sale a todos para yo encargarme de colectar el dinero contra lista, marcar que han pagado y llevarle eso ya sea a Mr. White o a Mr. Marroquín a quien él le encargue para que vayan a hacer el pago al centro cultural y yo estaré en el punto de contacto de besarles qué día va a ser entonces ya irán a poner a prueba sus conocimientos y pues eso sería todo, habría sido el TOEFL Club, así que hoy nos quedamos hasta acá, terminamos cinco minutos temprano, un aplauso a todos por favor, a ver, para que quede todo en orden, gracias otra vez a todos los que nos sintonizaron en Castbox, y si quieren seguir practicando, pues ahí pueden escuchar las lecciones en el podcast, no Lisandro, ok, sorry, entonces... Ahí queda entonces la clase en el podcast para que la puedan ver a repasar. Gracias y buenos días.